Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. I'm joined here in the radio studio today by a special guest. He is the chief custodian here on the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus in Edmond, Oklahoma. He's also the producer of my radio shows. And until December 31st, 2023, he was the Edmund Singles Coordinator, and that's what we want to talk to him about today. So, Parker Campbell, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mr. Turgeon. Now, we had this Singles Winter Weekend from December 27th through 31st, so just recently concluded, and... It does seem like calling it just a winter weekend sells it a little bit short since it's parts of five days. A lot happens. So maybe you could just give us an overview of that activity. Yeah, sure. Well, it does open on a Wednesday evening. Generally, we start with a social event, sort of like a mixer to uh, get all the singles together in one spot and get them interacting with one another right at the start. And then we just progress through activities. We have about 20, 20 or so activities that we do over the course of the weekend. Some are more active, physically active. Some are a little bit more, uh, I guess, uh, relaxing and, and, and in a way just educational perhaps and not so, so physically exerting. Then as the weekend progresses, we go into the Sunday topics brunch and we also have a singles dinner dance at the end to conclude. It's a pretty, pretty big event to end on, kind of end with a bang type of thing and, and bring everybody back together after we've had all these different activities in between. And uh, so that's a great conclusion to the weekend as a whole. Yes. And I've I've gotten a list from you with all these different activities that were part of the weekend, including axe throwing and ice skating. Those are the ones that stood out to me, at least. Uh, shooting, dodgeball are in there, pickleball, uh, quite quite a lot of opportunities for different activities. And there were around 200 singles in the Philadelphia Church of God from around the world who came in. It was pretty surprising to see people from Australia and England, just shows how important this event is that people were willing to invest the time to come all that way. Yeah, the commitment is incredible. That's one of the, my favorite parts about the entire event. I remember thinking a lot about those individuals, as you say, coming from Australia, for example. I mean, they're paying thousands of dollars to fly over here. Uh, some of them came early so that they can make a more full weekend out of the out of the event. I think they spent almost two weeks here, which kudos to them. That's what I would have striven to do, too, if I if I were paying thousands of dollars just to fly over here. And then there's, like you say, others from Africa, England. These are these are committed individuals. And that was one of the most, I think, an exciting and inspiring part uh, for me. It really stoked my fires to try and do as best as I can. And, and of course, I've had uh, some assistance helping, too. And they've obviously had a lot of stir in them as well, which we could talk about as we go along here. Yes. And so as the Edmund singles coordinator, a big part of your job, of course, was preparing for this singles winter weekend, but you had the job all year long, right? It was all yes, of sir. 2023. Yeah. So uh, quite a lot of things that you could learn from that kind of responsibility and, and doing it for a whole year as you did. 
Yeah, for sure. It's I, I think one of the main things is preparation is key. It stands out to me. I, I, I love the quote from Abraham Lincoln where he talks about, give me six hours to cut down a tree and I'll spend the first four just sharpening the ax. And that's something that really comes to the front planning something of this of this size the event as we've said is about five days and it's loaded with multiple activities i mean it's we're going to have you know a thousand different plates served to the singles it's a lot of food prep there's a lot of catering a lot of venue selection and there's just really no substitute for thorough preparation that's probably one of the biggest lessons that i pulled away from this weekend it's so easy to think that things will come together on the fly And don't get me wrong, there were definitely moments throughout the course of the weekend where we had to do more uh, off the cuff than what I would have preferred to do. But it also built, I think, faith. It it helped us to see God's hand in the weekend. It helped us to uh, just have more of a a relaxed approach and to strive to get out of the, the mentality that we're too stressed and it's too hard and there's no way to get around these obstacles because those things came up plenty. It did take a lot of preparation, but even as much preparation as we put into it, there were still a lot of instances where we simply had to trust God would work things out. Well, you mentioned to me earlier an instance with the Sunday night dinner dance and and not having the water ordered. So <laughs> that was horrible. Well, it so wasn't that, horrible, but it was. That's something you'd never think about, though. Water is something it, it comes out of the water fountain. You know, <laughs> you don't really right. think, OK, well, there are a couple hundred people at this event. And so we couldn't just have them all line up at a water fountain. And even even just putting out water jugs to dispense water into a cup, you'd need a bunch of water even just for that to happen. So the logistics of that are a little bit more complicated than you would assume on the surface, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And that was that was one of those moments where I, it, it was a totally unexpected thing. And I, and I would say that, you know, when planning events, you have to expect the unexpected to happen in a, in a way. But uh, that was just something that totally blindsided me when I arrived at the venue. It's the last event. It's the big event. It's the one where everybody's supposed to to arrive. It's a formal dinner dance, and we're all there together to have a good meal. We do dancing. We ha- have a slideshow to conclude the weekend. So it's a, it's a big conclusion to the weekend. And then when I arrived and realized that I had forgotten to order water, as something <laughs> as simple as water, I <laughs> I kind of freaked out on the inside. Uh, and, and, but thankfully, uh, in that moment, my, one of my assistants were, were keen on going to the nearest Walmart <laughs> and grabbing 400 bottles of water. And it was one of those things, one of those lessons that, uh, I think stood out to me over the weekend, just the need to be resourceful, to not panic in the situation as much as I probably wanted to. And thankfully, too, God's people are very understanding. I was very thankful that the ministers and and members there were just keen on fellowshipping for a little while longer. And it didn't take too long to get the water overall. But it was one of those moments where I realized the importance of being resourceful and not panicking, slowing down, trying to come up with a viable solution that would be effective and uh, so that we didn't have to drink out of the water spigots. <laughs> you should have just told everyone to go to the cash bar for hydration. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe that would have been the other solution, although I don't think a lot of people would have gone for that very much. Anyway, uh, that that is an interesting occurrence there that maybe maybe is a warning to all of us when it when it comes to planning, because there are 
so many details in something like that. I even think about just your job as the singles coordinator over the past year. You have a budget for this event that you have to stick to, and that even would determine what activities you could do. And then if you raised or lowered the price for the partial or the full participation in the weekend for each individual single, that would alter what kind of activities you could do as well. So even just that and setting up the singles website, there's a lot that goes into this. And that's not even thinking about throughout the year. I mean, I delegate my babysitting responsibilities to you for some of these in-home visits I do with the local members in the Edmond congregation. Uh, and then you try to reach out to different singles here to see if they can help me with the babysitting. There's obviously other singles events with the local singles that you do throughout the year. And this is all on 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 your time, basically. I mean, it's it's on top of your regular job for that entire year. So a lot goes into something like that. You mentioned the budget, and I just loved one of the miracles that happened in leading in leading up to the uh, the weekend, the preparation for getting a dinner dance venue for the final evening. That was. In a way, that's the hardest part because you don't know uh, the budget's based on attendance and ticket purchases. So you don't know exactly what your budget is until the weekend is about to start and you've had all the, the ticket purchases made. So choosing a venue can be a little challenging. Well, a lot of venues are not even available on New Year's Eve. That's that was the uh, the date of the final dinner dance. So finding a venue that was free and Within the costs of the of the projected budget and then finding a, a caterer to go with that, it was kind of difficult. But when we were looking for a venue, uh, I called probably 10 different places looking around for for something within driving distance and within the budget. And there were a lot of a lot of negative uh, responses. People didn't like the idea of, of a three thousand dollar budget for an event this size for hosting uh, upwards of 200 people. But I came across this this newly constructed venue that uh, opened up, I think, in August, late August or early September. We were, in fact, their fourth group to come there. So it was so fresh and so new. They didn't really have their prices fixated just yet for the for the upcoming events that they were planning. As a result of that, they gave us about a 60 percent discount on the venue. Wow. So generally you're looking at around $7,000 for this particular venue if you factor in the holiday cost and things like that. Uh, but like I say, it was so new and so fresh and they hadn't, hadn't had so many uh, people yet come and come to that venue. So they gave us about a 60% you discount. Them. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, those are the kinds of miracles that we're looking for throughout this weekend Weekend that we're praying for and hoping for. And and God really delivered on the venue and, and, a, and a number of other little smaller things. You know, just maybe maybe it's the bowling activity, a, a place that's cost effective for the number of people or the ice skating or whatever it is, because the later you go, like the closer you get to the day of the activities, the harder it is to book things because things are getting booked up. And some places I looked at at the beginning, but chose not to book right away, were later booked up. So I had to find new options and God always, always provided one, but it does, it does test our faith a little bit going through those situations because you've got 200 people coming and you've got to make sure that the activities you've listed and the activities that they're expecting is ready. And if, if I didn't do my job right and do things enough in advance, then, uh, well, 
with that activity have happened i mean it's it's kind of a it's kind of a uh you know a quagmire i can't a think paradox, of paradox like, conundrum yeah you're just you're twiddling your fingers a little bit like just hoping that things work out um but at any rate it did every time yeah for sure yeah that easily could be a logistical nightmare i was getting email updates just because i I need I needed to have I guess some of the access to the singles website just for the financial side of it and so I was getting these email updates of people paying for the weekend pretty close to when it was starting and then other emails were telling me that people were refunding if they couldn't go at the last second so you have this this dollar amount that's shifting by the day that you actually can use for a venue and obviously the other costs of all the activities and so for you to try to estimate ahead of time exactly how much money you will have by the time the weekend arrives, very tough, tough job. I don't envy uh, your position at all. But now you can <laughs> I guess now you can rest for 2024 since since that responsibility has been passed on. <laughs> well, it's funny. I don't know. I guess two years ago when I was given this job, I. I sat back in my seat and I thought, oh, why me? No, <laughs> this is everybody says, well, this is great. You're extroverted and things like that. And I thought, no, I'm really kind of not. <laughs> but then as time went on, uh, I was encouraged to just embrace the role and the opportunity. And while while I guess it was difficult for me to to do that, when it finally came to the the full on work and the full on commitment to doing this particular event, I found it to be one of the most exciting things I had ever done. And I, I would do it again this weekend if I were asked to. It's, it's kind of sad that every year it switches to a new coordinator. I mean, you almost, you know how sometimes you, you do an event or you, you, do, you, you host this activity and then you go back and you think, okay, if only I could hit rewind and change this, 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 and this, it would be 10 times better. And even though this year was successful, I there's a lot of little things that I would love to go back and change. And now I kind of can't. <laughs> Maybe you could be the shadow coordinator of 2024 <laughs> right. behind the scenes, controlling all the, <laughs> the yeah. details of the event. The puppet master. <laughs> <laughs> so some other lessons that you talked to me about before the show uh, included listening carefully and giving clear instructions, obviously in a leadership position, in a coordinating type of position to make sure that people understand what you are asking of them and for you to be able to understand what they're asking so you can accommodate. That's a big part of the job as well. As the weekend goes on, there's it seems like a constant a constant need to settle different issues where, where people maybe have a question about what activity they're going to. Maybe they have an injury that they didn't anticipate they'd have. Maybe somebody gets sick uh, or maybe they just genuinely would like to do a different activity than what they were uh, assigned to. So whatever the case was, I found myself constantly bombarded with, with singles wanting to ask questions and needing answers to things. And uh, not just the singles, but a lot of the activity heads and the people who were running things underneath me. And it was difficult in one sense because my mind was already flooded with details. And then there was a constant question coming my way. I, I literally, every time I turned around, it seemed like there was another single asking me about something. But it taught me that I needed to slow down and think clearly first listen to what they were asking and listen to their needs it's so easy with 200 people to generalize everything and to group everyone into this 
this category that really doesn't fit everybody. And it's easy to make blanket statements. So I had to learn to just slow down and listen to each each complaint or each difficulty uh, as it came and deal with that one individually. That was a huge lesson for me. I, I'm, I'm so quick to jump to conclusions and so quick to, to uh, assume that every category or every case is very similar when it's not. It's not at all. And the need to sympathize with people and see things from their point of view. I mean, especially since they paid money to be here. So I need to take that into consideration, right? Right. When making a decision. I mean, if they really want to do this activity, uh, I need to try to make that happen. Uh, It wasn't always possible, but it did teach me the need to slow down and be compassionate toward their desires. Well, like you mentioned, people did invest time and money to attend the event. And I think in a way, depending on how we look at it, that can be very encouraging for someone in your position. And you can say, well, if I do this job right, then people will, will feel like it was worth their investment to come to this. And it really is an important event for the singles in God's church to be around people of like mind, to get a bit of that headquarters experience if they're coming in from far away, especially And it can really just be a boost to a lot of singles going into another year, especially in these winter months, just to have that experience and then be able to build on that throughout the year. Right. Well, a lot of them are coming out of COVID lockdown situations. A lot of them haven't traveled out of the country or been to headquarters or seen too many brethren for a while. I mean, granted, we've we've kind of crossed over into a time period where people are getting to to be a little bit more social without the pressure of the the state cracking down on them in some way, shape or form. But this was a huge a huge break away from those typical lockdown situations. And like you were mentioning there, they needed a morale boost. And this is a great way, you know, when you come together with all your friends and people you haven't seen for so long. And then, of course, meet new people as well and just be at God's headquarters. It did provide, I think, a huge morale boost for a lot of them. Exactly. Now, perhaps a highlight of the weekend, if not the biggest highlight would be the messages that the singles got to hear uh, while they were in town. Uh, Mr. Ryan Malone, the minister overseeing the singles program right now, gave a singles Bible study. Was That was on Friday night, so December 29th. And then Mr. Stephen Flurry gave a singles-focused sermon the next day about just putting, putting our hearts in God's work, being single-minded for God. Uh, so... Did you hear any feedback from the singles about what they thought about those different messages? Well, maybe not too too specific to to any one message, but I did I did uh, know that Mr. Malone's in particular uh, struck the strings of a lot of people. You know, sometimes in those conversations, you don't get every single detail of what people felt about a message, but but the fact that he highlighted the need to make things happen and happen to things is what he described that. Because it's so easy to, I guess, mistake and excuse inaction for faith and just sitting, sitting back and saying, well, God will take care of it. God will take care of it. And I know I talked with a lot of singles about that, that typical knee-jerk reaction we have to maybe sit back and not act on something, saying instead that, well, God will work it out in his time and his way. And, and that's not to excuse God's involvement, but Mr. Malone really pushed the need to get active about dating, get active about serving and doing the work, get active about 
building our conversion individually. And it was, it was a very powerful and stirring Bible study that I know for a fact impacted a lot of singles positively. So uh, like the difference between inaction and faith, and there is a big difference there. Right. And, and it really, in a way, it's, it's about fighting that victim mentality of sort of sitting back and, and thinking that you have no control over what your relationships or friendships turn out like or what how involved you can be in God's church and in God's work. And so it's obviously very easy for anyone of any category to fall into a victim mentality. But it, I think it's very important for the singles to hear something like that. Now, maybe one last thing we could talk about is just this simple lesson of giving. This is a heavy emphasis of the singles program in God's church. Just the idea that you need to try to give more than you get. And in the process of giving, you actually do receive an awful lot. So that's cer certainly something that the singles learned over this past singles winter weekend. That was probably the biggest lesson. If I, if I could sum it all up in one way, uh, Personally, for me, what I learned from this weekend is that God's way works, and you see that on full display, whether you're looking at the government of, of the function or whether you're looking at the, the individual service opportunities. And when you're just looking at the smiles on people's faces when they're dancing and having a good time at a meal and talking and laughing, you know that God's way works and that God's way is fun. It's so easy to think that, especially as a single if you don't, when you're not married and you don't have a family, you don't have kids and things like that, it's, it's really easy to think that God's way doesn't give as many opportunities or that God's way isn't as fun as what it truly is. But over the course of the weekend, I found that the more work I had to put on my plate and the more that, that I was able to help people and give to people and more that my assistants were able to help out, we had more fun. We had more more joy as a result of all the giving, of all the serving. And it can seem so overwhelming sometimes. Like I said earlier, when you have multiple issues that come up and you're trying to solve different things. And there, there are things that don't go perfectly as planned, of course. There are going to be obstacles and there's going to be uh, some potentially disappointing moments. But just keep continuing forward with the plans as best we can and having a can-do attitude and just giving and serving and thinking about, about building up the other singles that were around that mentality, it really it doubles back and, and gives you a huge reward. Like it's you invest a lot and then you get a huge return. Uh, that's why the scripture doesn't lie. When it says it's more blessed to give than to receive, that is so true. And even people in the world, I mean, the studies have proven that very clearly that you get all these, you get the dopamine hit and you get the oxytocin yeah. release, serotonin and endorphins and, and uh, even your stress levels, your cortisol levels go down because yeah. when, when you give to people and you can see that in an event like this, like I say, the smiles, the laughter. And I, I personally realize that more deeply. That's right. I mean, giving literally feels good. It's a scientific fact. It's like the, the scripture, Luke 6, verse 38, talks about where if you give, the blessings that come back to you will basically overflow. They'll flood your life. And that's a huge lesson 
from the Singles Winter Weekend. Well, we've been talking today with the 2023 Church Singles Coordinator, Parker Campbell. He's also the producer of my radio shows. He's the chief custodian here on the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus in Edmond, Oklahoma. And he has graciously taken a little bit of time today to be interviewed about this past Singles Winter Weekend. So thank you very much, Parker Campbell. Thank you so much, Mr. Turgeon. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. I'm Grant Turgeon. You've been listening to Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time 